I believe everyone has a story to share. I'm on a journey to discover the magic inside each person's story. Each week, I will introduce you to guests where I will dig deep and uncover the beautiful miracles from life and experiences to inspire and encourage you to live life to the fullest. My goal is to give each guest a platform to share their lives with the world in hopes that someone will be inspired to take action and live life with passion and purpose. Welcome to the Uncover Your Magic podcast with me, Ashley Goner. Are you ready? Here we go. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Uncover Your Magic. I am interviewing someone today that reached out and I started doing my, you know, deep dive and uh, learned we had so much in common. So not only does she have a podcast, she has a story similar to mine from the past and where we have become now, but I thought it would be fascinating to bring her on and introduce you to someone who I can relate to. And I'm sure you guys can too. I look at everybody has a story and we all are here on this, in this journey, in this body to learn the contrast, learn what we're supposed to learn, expand, grow, be the, the lighthouse for people to follow to see. And that's kind of what this podcast has done for me. And I, you know, doing it without realizing it now, knowing the people that I do bring on make a difference and they have made a difference in my life. And I hope yours too, but I think you'll enjoy it. But before we get started and I bring her on, I want to remind you that the raising confidence for teenagers is beginning in a couple of weeks and also the magic path for parents. It's an eight week course. We are going over morning routine, gratitude, core values, limiting beliefs. It's powerful. It's what I believe kids and parents need at this time in our lives more than ever. And when I do see families that that do take part in these classes, that the shift in their life is immeasurable. I mean, it's just amazing. So I would highly ask you to reach out to me and email me at ashleygonner.com or check my website out at ashleygonner.com. Email me at ashleygonner at gmail.com. And I can answer any questions. Even if I need a, I can do a free little call with your teenager and see if they'd be interested. I would love to do that. I just see, you know, taking my kids back to school now and listening and looking at the kids and, you know, wondering what's going on in their little minds and coming finally back to kind of normal after we were in COVID for the last couple of years. And uh, I don't know, just coming back to normal, but are we really normal? And is our minds, are our minds right? Do we have those mindset tools to take our, you know, take life to the next level to know that everything is perfect and we can be, do, or have anything and everything's working for us, not to us. I know those are my favorite things, but it's true. Anyway, I think you're going to love this guest today. Her name is Kel Kalia. She was born and raised in Florida and married into real estate and decided one day, like I did, that my life wasn't working. 
It wasn't what I thought I signed up for, or the person that signed up wasn't that person and it wasn't working anymore. So I very much relate to that. She moved to my, where I grew up, Washington state and her sister lives there. So that was why she chose that. And my sister lives there and many of my beautiful friends from growing up. I think when you see her story and realize that no one's ever stuck, no one ever can be the victim of their circumstance. We're all here to learn. So look at every life lesson as a, an amazing gift. And she did that. And she took her life now. It's only been a couple, few years, I think four years that she's taken her life and changed it and did a big pivot. So I think it's going to be a fun story. I think you're going to enjoy it. She's has a cute personality. I've enjoyed looking at her Instagram and listening to her podcast. So I will bring her on and let you meet her. So without further ado, please welcome Kel Kalia to the show. Oh, Ashley, thank you for having me. I am so excited to be here with you today. Oh, right from my little hometown. Well, my sister's hometown of Kirkland, Washington. What a small world. I know. So, you know, okay. So I didn't do a spoiler before everyone knows I want, we do speak before we push record. And that's usually the, the magic sauce of the interview, because it's like, shoot, I wish I pushed record. That would have been so fun for people to hear. And then you want to repeat it and then it's not the same. So I'm like, I'm not going to give you why, what you spoke to me and why you're here, because I feel like the, my listeners that have listened to me from day one and know episode one will understand once I start sharing your story with them. But what, what I realize in life and as a 53 year old woman and, you know, you're in your thirties and what you have figured out at this age, when you realize we all have a story and we're all here for this magical ride and of contrast and, you know, learning and growing and people come into our life because they're supposed to be this kind of person. So we can learn from that and be grateful for that good or bad. But when you realize and look at life from a higher perspective, and know that everything in your life is perfect. And it all was supposed to be that way. And I always look at things as like the yellow brick road and, you know, maybe you veer to the left a little bit. And then all of a sudden like, ah, wait, and then come back. And then you could veer to the right. Maybe not, but that's all your story. And that's what, you know, I always say people like you, you're like a lighthouse. You're the beacon of light that people are going to be attracted to, to learn from, to get the, the strength. And you've proved it to so many, whoever listens to your amazing podcast that I have listened to, but you know, when you hear a person's story that they can turn it around and know that it's for their, that's your story. It's supposed to be like that. Yeah. I mean, if I had your podcast listened to when I was going through mine, it would have been like, oh my gosh, really? It would have been ended long ago. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. So Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for such a beautiful introduction. Oh, you're so welcome. Anyway, I want you to, so I've already explained everybody kind of a little bit about why you're here and why we relate, but kind of give like, you know, you were raised in Florida, you got married and all that. Do you want to give your, I don't want to spend too much time on that. Cause I want to really expand on where you're at now. That's really yes. the focus. 
Yeah. So I was born and raised in sunny South Florida. And honestly, if you had asked me even five years ago, if I would live anywhere besides Florida, I would have said, no, you're crazy. I'm a Florida girl. And I was living what I thought was the typical life. I was just checking off all the boxes. I went to college, got married, bought a house, and I thought I was living my dream life. And from the outside, my life looked amazing. I lived in this beautiful home. I remodeled it to perfection. I drove a Porsche. I was married and my now ex-husband was also my business partner. We were very successful and I lived a very privileged life, but inside I was miserable because I realized I was in a very toxic relationship and I actually didn't even realize how toxic it was until after I actually left, but I thought I was living my dream life and I just could not keep up with it. And I made the decision to leave my marriage. I initiated it in December of 2017. That was the morning that I chose myself and I decided I deserve more from life. And I told my then abusive, now ex-husband that I wanted a divorce, but I did not commit to leaving at that point in time. And not shockingly, things did not get better. They got way worse. Everything escalated. All of the abuse and manipulation and control just became more and more amplified to the point where I I felt like I needed to escape immediately. So in March of 2018, I took what was supposed to be a two-week vacation to Washington to visit my sister. And I had never been to Washington before because I was never allowed to actually travel or do things that I wanted to do because every aspect of my life was managed and controlled. But my ex gave me permission to, to take that trip and Once I got to the airport and I experienced just that breath of fresh air and freedom and happiness, I knew that there was no way I could ever go back. So during that two-week vacation, I committed to the decision and I knew in my heart and soul that I needed to make, which was to leave the abusive marriage I was in and restart my life. So after the two weeks, I flew back to Florida, realized I was locked out of my house. I was finally able to get access. I packed my belongings in garbage bags. I went to the bank to figure out my finances, realized my ex withdrew every penny we ever earned, which means I went broke overnight. So my next stop was the Porsche dealership because I could no longer afford my car payments. I then filed for divorce. And two days later, I was on a flight back to Washington and I'm like, all right, let's do this. I guess I live here now. Let me rebuild my life and pick up all the pieces. I love that. Now I need to tell you, I'm going to be very short because this is about you, but I want you to understand. I grew up in Washington, met somebody, moved to Montana, lived there for three, four years. The last of the four years I was, I got married, but ran my dad's business. He was living in San Juan Islands at the time. So I kind of retired him. So I felt a lot like I really wanted him to enjoy retirement while I worked out of the house in Montana. Well, it wasn't really what I, in my heart, like, what am I doing? Everyone thought, what are you doing in Montana? trying to make the most of it. I was, you know, late twenties, all my friends had been married, had a first kid, you know, or at least one on the way. And I felt behind. So Mm -hmm. I felt like I had to get ready. I had to go and okay, I'm going to go. And he's pretty nice and we can figure this out type thing. Anyway, long story short, get married the last of the four years. 
and realize same thing. It just, it wasn't working. (laughs) I felt like I was hostage in this house all day, had a dog always like, I know you had four dogs too, but it was like, thank God I had that dog, but he'd always make me feel like, well, if I was that dog, I'd feel like amazing, (laughs) you know, like always like condescending, Mm -hmm. but all good. And I don't like even talking negative about it, but because I know it's perfect and I'm so grateful for that time. But um, one day I just thought this isn't working. I mean, we had gone to counseling. It's not like, oh, the light bulb went off. It was, I tried, but it was a year of marriage and uh, I left in a U-Haul because I knew I did. If I left with the car, it would have been stolen. It was just not. So I'd got my U-Haul with my dad's business stuff, got my little gunner, my golden retriever next to me. We, We drove to the ferry in Washington, got over to the San Juan islands. And my dad was crying and I was like, dad, what's wrong? And he's like, I'm just so proud of you. You could have stayed there and just made it work. And I really thought in my mind, yes, I'm going to make this work. But I just said one day, dad, I can't, this is just not going to do it. But you know how you describe, like when you get to the airport and you're like, oh my gosh, this is like, I can have a margarita. I can, you know, it's like, oh my gosh, my life, I can do it. I got to the ferry. I'll never forget it because I really related to you when you said that. And we got, we had to put the U-Haul, you know, have, sit there and wait for the ferry. And Gunner and I went out and I got him a hot dog. <laughs> and I remember sitting there going, I can get him whatever I want. I can get him a hot dog. We can go get whatever. And we just sat there and I just was like, oh my gosh, I'm free. It was like yes. this feeling, right? Mm, it's the best feeling. What a beautiful story. And we get ourselves in these circumstances where we give away control of our own life. And it happens slowly over time. And you don't even realize that it's happening. But essentially, I gave away all of my personal power to another person. And it really just led me to settle for less than I deserved in life until I chose to make a change. Right. And, you know, you think of, you know, all the limiting beliefs that, especially during that time that are so constant and super strong. I'm not enough. I'm not good enough. There's Mm -hmm. no way I could find better. I can't get out of this. I don't have, you know, you have these loops playing until you figure out like, wait, I am enough. I can do this. At the time, I know you have such great slant, like words, sayings that you talk about. It's the end is the beginning, making a decision or what was like you say, like, talk about that because I love your little sayings that you talk about. When I left the abusive marriage that I was in, I knew I had a major road ahead of me to not only rebuild my life, but to also heal from all of the trauma that I experienced. And I didn't realize though that the end really was just the beginning because I thought once I left, I would be happy and feel free, but I felt more alone and controlled by my past than ever. And that was really when the real journey began because I realized that I wasn't just healing from the trauma of the relationship. I was also healing from all of the trauma that led me to that relationship in the first place. 
And toxic relationships have this not so awesome side effect of stripping away your identity because you attach your entire identity to another person. And when that person is removed from your life, you literally feel like a shell of a person. You don't know who you are. So I embarked on this journey of self-love and self-discovery. And I had this vision of what I wanted for my life and who I wanted to become and really I wanted to not only discover myself again, but probably for the first time, because I don't think I ever really knew who I truly was because I was always trying to be who I thought other people wanted me to be so much that I lost a touch with my own reality and my own identity. And I just had this vision of falling in love with myself and falling in love with life. And I didn't know how that was going to happen, but I knew the first step was to get to know myself again. And I created a program for myself because I'm like, I'm going to figure this out. I was determined to not let that be the worst thing that ever happened and to somehow let it be the catalyst for a beautiful transformation transformation and a second chance at life. And four years later, I can honestly say that it really was, it honestly was the best thing that ever happened to me because it taught me the lessons I needed to learn to become the woman that I am today. Right. So when you get to your sister's house and you're living in her guest room, yeah. so you don't really have money. What do you first do? Like, what are you starting to like create your program that you're going to take that you self-taught? Yes, I was a hot mess. And I recognized that I needed support and resources to help me navigate everything that I was experiencing. Because at that point, I was still so controlled by my past. And when you're in these toxic relationships, you literally become addicted to the toxic person because of the abuse cycle. It changes your, your biochemistry. So you're addicted to that person and you're conditioned to doubt yourself and you have this skewed sense of reality. So my family was an amazing support system. I actually lived with my sister for a period of time because I was broke. I was technically homeless because I left everything in Florida. And without my family support, I literally would have been like living under a bridge. So I'm so grateful for them. But they found me a therapist. I started going to therapy multiple times a week. My sister found a domestic violence support group for me, which I begrudgingly went to because I'm like, ah, I don't think I really need a domestic violence support group. I was just in a toxic relationship. But I went because I'm like, I need some support and resources. And I can still remember the very first session where the other women are going around and doing their introduction. And most of them had experienced, you know, some form of a physical violence and physical abuse. And when it was my turn to introduce myself, I actually said like, I don't think I belong here because I only experienced emotional abuse. Like I was never physically harmed. And I was informed that emotional abuse is considered domestic violence. And that a lot of times those internal wounds can take longer to heal than bruises and broken bones. So 
I stayed and that was really the beginning of my healing journey. So I had the external support and resources, but then I also recognized that I don't know who I am as a person. I need to, to figure this out for myself. So that's when I created this program and I called it how I cured my resting bitch face. And it was actually inspired by my ex-husband because one thing that he would frequently ask me, this would be like a random Tuesday morning. He would just say, what's wrong with your face? Why do you look like such a bitch? And at the time, my response was always the same. I would just kind of cringe and die a little bit more on the inside and think to myself, why is this my life? But my response was always the same. I would always say, I'm sorry. Like, I don't know. It's just my face. I'll try to change it because at the time I thought that I was the problem. And in reality, the problem had nothing to do with my face. I was married to an asshole. Yes. But also the fact that I was the problem was the problem because I didn't recognize my own self-worth or I didn't give myself the love that I was looking for. And I ended up settling for a lot less than I actually deserved because of that. So he inspired the name of my program, which I now share with other women to help them navigate their healing journey. I love that. But you really, you just, the thing that is amazing to me is that you, how do you create a course when you're, are you in your sister's bedroom and you're like on your computer? It wasn't even a course. At first, I just created this for myself. I have the the original notes on my note app where I just like created it's it's 11 steps and I'm like I'm going to do all these things and I'm going to rebuild the relationship with myself, fall in love with myself and create the life that I dream of. I don't know how it's going to happen, but this is what I'm going to do. And there were a lot of detours along the way, which taught me a lot of additional lessons, but it originally was for myself. I had no intention of ever being in a position to support other women because I was just trying to survive. I was just trying to make the most of a really shitty situation that I found myself in. But I recognized that I was the common denominator in my life, kind of a scam, but I realized, okay, if I'm not doing something to change, then my life isn't going to change. Because if I keep bringing the same version of myself to new life experiences, the scenery is going to look different, but it's not going to feel different. So I recognized that I needed to make changes to break these toxic patterns in order to actually create the life I wanted and to find that freedom to live my life and to feel confident and to feel happy. Yeah. When I was at that stage, kind of creating my list, I moved back to San Diego just to give you a little bit of a update. By that time, I left my dad with the business and moved to San Diego and I knew this was because I had lived here before I moved from Washington mm-hmm. to San Diego, went to San Diego state. Anyway, I just always have had, this is home. I just, mm-hmm. you know, you get on an airplane, you land, you're like, oh, this is my home. And I've yeah. always, and then when I flew in that day, I had to find a job, got a job selling these DSL filters, never worked out. I always worked out of the house or did something kind of an entrepreneurial. And so this is like my first job, had to go nine to five had a dog, had to find a house to rent with the dog, <laughs> but they made everybody go to this, this course. It was for free. They said they offered it. It wasn't like they made you, but it was called PSI. 
And I kept putting it off because my weekends were like cherished with my dog. I never, you know, it's like, I'm not going to go and waste a whole weekend. And this is precious time. So finally I went and I was like, life can be like this. What? It was just this little weekend thing. And and so I signed up for the next one, went to seven days up to San Francisco, but I started to get like, wow, I'm not the victim. Yeah. I can create my life. There are no limits. I can be, do, or have anything I can. And then I went to the women's leadership 10 day, all on my credit card. Didn't have money, (laughs) made nothing at this company. I just, I don't even, I know that company came. It almost would be like a, you know, like something came from the heavens to really quick to get me in there. And then I don't even know why I had, there's no way I was even like, could have got that job. I was, I didn't have the, the background that they hired me by. I'm like, okay, well, I'll just, I'll figure out how to fake it, (laughs) you know, but I had to get there to get on my, get my two feet and have that worthiness of, I deserve this. I want, I deserve a life where I am worthy and I am enough and I can do this on my own. And then I opened a day spa and opened it with nothing, bought houses with nothing. And I just was on this uh, momentum. So that's why I relate with you. Cause I was like, as soon as I did that, I was like, oh my gosh, here we go. That's amazing. Yes. And it really comes down to recognizing your self-worth because life doesn't give you what you deserve. Life gives you what you believe you deserve and what you tolerate. And until you make the conscious decision to believe that you are enough exactly as you are, and you are worthy of all the best things in life and you're capable of all the best things in life, then you're going to stay stuck in, in these environments that are really just less than what you want for yourself. Right. No. So, so now we're, you're in real estate too, right? That's what I am. Yes. Okay. Although I am, I I recently made the decision to transition out of real estate and to just commit full time to my business, how I cured my resting bitch face, because I don't believe I was put here on this earth to sell houses. I was put here on this earth to show women what's possible when they believe in themselves and to help them navigate the aftermath of life challenges, such as toxic relationships, and to really use it as a catalyst for transformation because a toxic relationship doesn't have to be the worst thing that ever happened to you. But a toxic relationship also isn't going to change your life because only you can do that. So I I now help support other women and give them the tools and the resources that they can use on their own journey. What to give me an example, like someone has come to you and what you just tell me what you do. Yeah. So I have a private mentorship program where I work one-on-one with women and really just offer them guidance and support and the resources and meet them where they're at on their journey. I also have online programs that are created based on the program I initially created for myself. And there are different phases of the healing journey. So some of my programs target the phase when you just leave the toxic relationship and you are really healing from the trauma of the relationship. And then the second phase of the healing journey is healing from all of the trauma that led you 
to that relationship in the first place, rebuilding the relationship with yourself, reprogramming all of those limiting beliefs. And then the third phase is when you actually get to create the life that you want for yourself. So I have different programs that are available to women to help them at whatever point of their journey that they're on. Uh, Just even hearing you have it all mapped out like that. I was watching an Instagram where you like Brendan Burchard, uh, you love super soul Sundays, you know, the different, um, is it the power of now Eckhart Tolle? I was trying to think of the books that you love that I all love too. When I went down my journey, I've always been a seeker. My dad had Wayne Dyer books and, you know, when I was growing up and I always been at the bookstore and, and then went into Abraham Hicks, that Mm. was kind of the next phase. And when I moved to San Diego, I'd go to her, all of her like seminars and stuff. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. So, you know, I had all that, but for me to, so I'm saying it to you, like if I, you know, where I was and I found this. PSI seminar, which I highly recommend when I found that, and I realized that life as I knew it didn't have to be like that. And when I realized that I love myself and how, how important self-love is and what I am. So that's like one of the most important things that I teach my girls, especially, but when you think of going through these experiences in your life, coming to a place where you're like, I went through that for a reason. I need to do something to change, help people, you know, be that person instead of being real estate, right? Mm -hmm. Like you feel like you want to give so much and you want to help. And that's amazing that you are going to shut the door of real estate and focus on this. But my heart, when I see you, it's like, when I watch your videos on Instagram, I mean, you're not only beautiful, but you have like this contagious energy. Right. So I see, like, I, I can just see, I mean, at your age, like amazing, like what you're going to do, like this, it's, it's going to be endless. But when you, mm-hmm. when I was going through my journey and reading books and going to all these things, I had to come to a place to get ready to date again. Cause I wanted a family. So I was 30, started the day spa, you know, had it for five years. That was my baby. You know, like I couldn't leave there. I barely had time to go home and feed the dog and come back. You know, mm-hmm. that was, I didn't have time, but I really wanted a family. Mm-hmm. And so halfway through that spa journey, maybe like three and a half years with under my belt. So I was probably 33. I had to start dating. So I joined a, a dating service. It's just lunch <laughs> and met Richard. He was my second date. Just, wow. I, I'm not going to go about me, but I want you to, so my point about it is when do you know that you, after you go through that, I found my worthiness, right? I did the, bought the house. I figured out how to make my own self feel like I'm worthy of a relationship. I'm, I'm going to be respected. I'm going to hold my love for who I am and my truth. And then I knew I was ready. Yeah. But how do you know? And how do you tell people like, when do you know that you're ready to date? I mean, I've listened to your episodes, so I've heard some funny stories about your dating, but go, go there. Like, when do you know, like with friends of mine that have been divorced and, you know, still, you know, trying to figure out like, okay, I, am I ready? Am I not going to attract the right guy? Am I still like this, what you say, I'm bringing the same experiences until I figure out how to change? Yeah. So I was a hot mess when I left and I had no business dating 
immediately after leaving an abusive marriage. So naturally I went on a few dates only to quickly realize that I really have no business being involved in another relationship or dating. And the only person I need to be dating right now is myself. And with the women I work with, I will never tell them what to do, but I strongly encourage them that the only person they need to be dating after a toxic relationship is themselves because they need to get to know themselves, build the relationship with themselves, actually fall in love with themselves. So that way they can break those toxic patterns and then they can bring that version of themselves to the relationship that they want because we will repeat the same patterns in life until we actually learn the lessons because life will keep teaching you the same lessons over and over again until you actually learn them. And for me, dating was a distraction. It was a way for me to avoid the pain that I was still carrying from the past. And it was really a a way that I was looking for something outside of myself to fill that void and to make me happy and meet my needs because I still wasn't providing that for myself. And how do you know if you're ready? I don't think you ever know if you're ready because ready isn't necessarily a feeling. It's more of a decision, but also it really comes down to the level of trust that you have in yourself because dating after a toxic relationship can be horrifying because you're so afraid that you're going to end up in another toxic relationship. It's it's kind of interesting how when you're in a toxic relationship, there's always red flags, always signs that you overlook. I like to joke and say, I used to think red flags were home decor because I would just collect them and overlook them. And then when you're dating after a toxic relationship and you've done the healing work, a lot of times you think everything is a red flag. So you go from not noticing red flags to being hyper aware of red flags and you start to figure it out and you start to trust yourself and just trust and know that you know what's best for you because you always do. It's just a matter of actually learning to listen to your intuition and your internal guidance and then actually trusting it. And relationships are the greatest teachers in life. Being in a relationship will teach you more about yourself and it will really be another layer of your healing journey from past relationships. Now you're you're going to quit the be done with real estate, go into this. Where do you see yourself? Do you do visions? How do you manifest? Like, what do you, how do you create in the next part of your life? Or do you just live in this moment and then go, how do you do that? It's, it's a balance of both. It's a balance of being able to scale out and have a vision of your life. Because if you don't know what you're aiming for, then you don't know what direction you're moving, but it's also important to be present and engaged in the moment and to appreciate where you are in the journey. Because if you're always waiting until you reach that next destination of a goal or a place you want to be, then you're always living for what's next and you can't appreciate where you're at now. And appreciating where you're at now is actually what allows you to get to where you want to go. So it's important to have that vision of where you want to go. And for me, I always look at getting really honest with where I am right now in life, because you have to know where you are in order to get to where you want to go. So you have to understand where you are, realize and identify and have a vision of where you want to go and what you want your life to be. And then you just create the bridge to get there. 
And a lot of times we get stuck in like what we need to do to create this dream life or to reach this goal. And it's not so much what do we need to do, but who do we need to become? And it's not about becoming somebody else. It's about becoming more of who you already are and peeling back those layers to really embrace your true self. So that way you can live the life that you're supposed to live because whatever vision you have for your life, even if it seems way out there and impossible, it is possible because you wouldn't have that vision if you weren't capable of it. And it's just a matter of believing in yourself and believing that it's possible because Wayne Dyer has, has a quote. It says, we often think that we'll, we'll believe it when we see it, but the reality is we'll see it when we believe it. It all starts with belief and believing that you're capable of it and you're worthy and deserving of it. Right. That was one of the first books that I had of Wayne Dyer's. I can still see it. He's one of my greatest mentors. Oh, me too. Oh my gosh. I mean, I have every audible book, every, I mean, he's amazing. I mean, I just, I still feel him because I listen to him so much. I still feel his, you know, his presence, Mm. but you know, so let's, I want you to, so you talk about the bridge and, you know, people are going to go, oh yeah, the bridge how do I get the bridge? How do I get on it? How do I build it and keep going as a person without any, any knowledge of what personal development or any kind of books that we've read or seminars that we've gone to, you know, when they get to that place and they still are stuck and they're still struggling with this identity or trying to find their identity, find who they truly are, find their love. And then to get on that bridge and start creating that bridge to get to that vision. Talk about that. Yeah. And I did a tremendous amount of research. I dove in deep to learning about personal development and spirituality. And my, my gateway drug was Ted talks. I discovered Ted talks and then I discovered podcasts and it was game over because I didn't even realize that this was possible, that you can actually make these changes in your life and create the life that you want to live. So I really just committed and became so passionate about learning how to make these changes and finding the resources that I needed and learning the strategies and then applying them to my life and making lifestyle changes. And you don't have to do it alone. I didn't figure all this out on my own. I had mentors and guides and people that were showing me what was possible. So it really is a matter of finding someone that you resonate with, whether it's Wayne Dyer or Abraham Hicks or working with you, Ashley, and just letting them show you the way, because you don't necessarily have to build that bridge on your own. You can have a guide to follow that will show you the way. And it's your journey, right? Like if someone's telling you they can do the work for you or change your life, they're lying to you because the only person that could ever change your life is you. But that doesn't mean that you can't have guidance along the way and have more of a straight line trajectory rather than just kind of trying to figure it out on your own. Right. What advice would you give now sitting here at 37 years old? What advice would you give to your 22 year old self. Oh, I have so much advice to give that girl, that sweet girl. But if it was just one, one piece of advice, I would tell her that 
not only are you supposed to have a relationship with yourself, but the relationship with yourself is the most important relationship that there is because the relationship with yourself is the foundation for every other relationship in your life. And the relationships in your life reflects the relationship that you have with yourself. And until you give yourself the love that you're looking for from other people, you are never going to feel fulfilled. You're never going to feel enough. You're never going to feel like you are worthy because you're always looking for something outside of you to to make you feel validation and to feel what you're looking for when it's it's there, it's within you. You just have to discover it within yourself. Yeah. Oh, for sure. You know, as a mom with two girls, teenagers, oh my gosh, if you like, you know, I know that, um, you know, when I'm with them and I've done this their whole life, but so much now is, you know, self-worth, self-love being, you know, the independence, you know, Paige is a junior, two more years left, crucial time of that Mm. to, you know, have the confidence and to, just the worthiness alone in teaching a child, you know, to have that. And I know that I experienced my Montana experience and other things, you know, along my journey. So now I have the, the tools to teach this. So I'm hoping to, you know, that we're all going to go through and experience our own story and, you know, make mistakes and take the wrong. Why they're not wrong, but we're going to take these whys and have this beautiful story. But when, if I can give them these tools and the confidence to know that, that they are worthy and they, that it is every, everything is a reflect. I always say to them, like, whatever is going on outside of you is inside of you. If something's triggering you, it's inside of you. Yes. You yes. know, I had a, we had a story, we just started school and Presley said, oh, these girls gave me dirty looks. I was in the math, the low math class and Paige go, and she's like, they were probably making fun of me. And Paige right away says, that's your story, Presley. You're making that up. That has nothing. They, you don't know. You just made up that that's what's inside of you. It's not what's I, going, but it was like so cute. I was like, oh, I love it, girls. I love that. And what a beautiful gift that you are giving your daughters because that's what we should be learning because a lot of this, it's not intuitive. At least it wasn't for me. No, me either. And it really took the life lessons for me to actually learn them and then be able to apply them to my life. And that's when life became magical. I didn't know life could feel this good. Oh, no, I, it is. Every day is magic. I mean, uncover your magic. Yeah. I, I always say to the kid, because I teach a class called Raising Confidence, and they send me their magic moments because I want them to look up. We don't need to look at their phones and show me, a, you know, a rainbow or, you know, what a hummingbird, whatever it is. They went to Chick-fil-A. I mean, there's just little things that, but it's to show you every moment there's magic mm-hmm. and life is magical and it doesn't have, you know, like to not be a victim to any circumstance and to learn that at a young age, you know, how freeing that is. Like, could you imagine going, you would never attract, I would never have attracted the men in my life in my twenties, if I knew that, but I wasn't supposed to, I had yeah. to go, you know, everything's perfect, but you know, it's just like, if I could be the, the lighthouse for these girls and these kids to realize you don't have to go through this, these relationships, 
you know, you can, you can overcome that within yourself before you start attracting. I always, you know, they understand like attracts like, like the only reason why you, we attract that kind is because it's in us. Yeah. It's the weird part. Something in us is attracting that. Yeah. And it's usually, it usually comes down to our own sense of self-worth or really lack thereof. And it's all subconscious. It's not even even programming that we are aware of, but that's really where the work is after these toxic relationships. In order to break these toxic patterns, you really have to update your beliefs so that way you can believe in your own worthiness. So that way you can live the life that you deserve to live. Right. I'm going to coming to the end, but I, I go back to your Instagrams and you always are doing like the paddle boarding and you're working out and, you know, and you do see the, it's just me. It's just me. And I love it. You know, and it just comes across that way. Like I don't need anything else, but me, that's such an empowering statement to get across to women and everyone to realize that that's all I need. All I need to be is me and be in love with me do what I love. Right. Yeah. Tell me that. Tell me yeah. how, like, cause you're so cute on these Instagrams. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I finally found the freedom to live my own life. I was always living for other people's expectations. And now I live life for me and I attract the people that are meant to be in my life. And I genuinely know myself and love myself and have the confidence to share that version of myself with the world. And it really changes how you experience life when you have that genuine and authentic relationship with yourself and you just get to show up and experience it. And life is just so delicious and beautiful. Like I just can't get enough of it every day. I am just amazed that this is the life I created for myself. And it's only because I did the work of healing that I was able to get to this place. And that's why I'm so passionate about the work that I now do, because I know what's possible for women. I know what's possible and how life changes when you actually believe in yourself and commit to making the changes to actually create that life for yourself. Like I want all women to be able to experience it because it's so incredible. Yeah. So amazing. I know. And I, you know, I, I look at you and I mean, you're beautiful and you have such a heart and when, you know, when you think of who's going to come to you, they're all going to be with the same, they're going to be, it's going to be like-minded and it's going to be such, I can just see how beautiful this process is going to be and who you're going to bring into your space. But what would be your, the last words of wisdom that you really live by, or that you would give to my listeners? Every moment you have a choice and you can choose yourself in that moment and choose the future that you want for yourself. You are not defined by your past. And when you choose yourself, everything else changes. And the more that you love yourself, the more that life loves you. What book would you recommend to like, if I actually, what book would you say? Oh my gosh, you have to read that book. I would say, honestly, anything by Gabby Bernstein, because she has been a really important role model on my own spiritual journey. And she just really shows you how to overcome a lot of those subconscious patterns. So that way you can develop that relationship with your true self. 
Yeah. I love that. And then your favorite podcast that you listen to. <laughs> My favorite podcast. Oh man. I have so many. I really love Oprah's super soul Sundays, especially because she just really pulls in so many amazing individuals that speak on such a variety of, of topics. Yeah. I love it. And what was the last piece of music you listened to? The last piece of music I listen to, I love music. Music really is healing for me and it helps me connect to, to deeper levels of myself. I currently love an artist known as Fred again. He is an electronic musician from England. Huh. Yeah. Oh, cool. I'm going to check Fred again. Fred again. Yep. Okay. Love it. Well, I loved meeting you. Thank you. That was so this fun. Was such, this is such a beautiful conversation. I appreciate you so much, Ashley. Oh, you're so, thank you. I loved it. Thank you for listening to the Uncover Your Magic podcast today. If you are inspired by what you heard today, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, please subscribe, rate, and review this show on your favorite podcast player. If you would like to connect with me with any questions, comments, or feedback, please contact me at the Uncover Your Magic website. Thank you so much for listening, and don't forget, always look for the magic.